The following is a production of Omnis.tv. On this episode of Revolutor, I welcome music guest Downfall 2012 and Never Let This Go. All this and much, much more on Revelator happening now. enjoy the show welcome to revelator i'm your host ryan thanks for hanging out with me as always another fantastic at the double dip show uh really really cool uh two really bands really really different but uh i, I think uh we're gonna blend really well for for a really great broadcast so i think you're uh you're in for a treat uh really young up-and-coming band uh playing with some warp tour we're gonna talk about on the interview that is uh, a band out of arizona called never let this go and some badass dudes from houston texas man downfall 2012 um now, I can't wait for you guys to hear this. If you haven't heard of Downfall 2012, and maybe some of you who are uh, in the Texas area that may be listening are like, oh, yeah, we know those dudes. Uh, th- these guys are some real deal rockers from Houston, uh, Houston, Texas, man, and uh, uh, really cool cats. And I'm excited for you guys to hear some of these tracks off their uh, EP as well and talking about the new EP that they've got on the way. Uh, really, really good stuff. But, um, <clears throat> man. Freaking busy, man. A lot of crazy stuff going on. And, uh, you know, I, I had the privilege. You know, we had Seven Dust on, uh, I want to say episode 30, uh, with the, the thieves also on that show as well. Uh, Ride for Dime, Black Out the Sun. And, uh, good dudes, man. And, uh, I got the, uh, the privilege of going to see Seven Dust again. Uh, it was called An Evening with Seven Dust here in Nashville. And, uh, the singer, uh, from Seven Dust, Sean, is from Nashville. He grew up here. And uh, it's always a treat, you know, when a guy who comes back to his hometown and an evening with Seven Dust, it was like a private setting. It was just like, you know, everybody kind of hanging out, having some beers, sitting around a campfire, just listening to Seven Dust jam and talk, tell stories about the songs and their times on the road and stuff. And it was just one of those uh, rare moments when you go to a concert, and you go, man, this is really something. This is there's something really uh, special in the air, you know. And uh, it was fantastic, man. I, and uh, for those of you who follow me, Ryan underscore unsigned on Twitter, you saw, I'm sure you saw some of the photos. If not, definitely go check it out. Uh, man, I mean, they played um, tracks like deep tracks like Karma and Gone and you know all the tracks you would expect to hear. And, and uh, they were funny. They're like, you know, we, we reached out uh, to the fans and, you know, what songs you, you wanted to hear acoustic. And he was joking. He was like, man, some of y'all suck. He's like, you picked some crappy songs. We couldn't do acoustic. You know, I don't know what you're thinking. You know, just joking. And there was just, you know, his uh, personality coming out. And it just kept coming out throughout the whole night and talking about it. You know, his grandfather and uh, his brother's passing and, and, and Clint's uh, father passing and, you know, playing these songs and just, you know, kind of storytelling along with it throughout the evening um and the humor too i mean they covered uh uh was a dusty springfield jesse's girl and they had a nice you know joke about you know how long did jesse date that girl you know what i mean uh how long did he did he date that girl it was that's a good question i wonder you know like you gotta date her for a while if you're gonna date jesse's girl you know be pissed about that shit you know and uh that's good stuff man and, and uh there was a, a couple moments uh throughout the concert where you know, it just, you know, it like gave you chills, man. Especially when he, when he played, they played Angel Sun. And for those who aren't familiar with that track and are familiar with, with Len Strait and the band Snot, um, if, if you like, uh, you know, the, the pop punk, um, metalcore stuff, that's Snot is, start right there. 
that didn't get much better than that. Fantastic album, Snot. Uh, and they talked about Len Strait and just, you know, uh, talking about how they wrote that song and just the feeling and goosebumps it gave. It definitely gave me a really, uh, really emotional set all the way around. And they played for over, you know, two and a half hours or something, did two full sets. Fantastic show. Seven deaths, world class musicians, really good dudes. And, um, we've had a lot of bands that have toured with them and you'll never find anyone that's going to say anything bad about the guys from Seven Dust, man. That's just, you know, those guys are, are the real deal. They're humble dudes. And uh, if you were fortunate enough to see them on this tour, uh, we're at that Nashville show. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Very, very good stuff. But I tell you what, let's uh, let's pick this up. This is a really, really a young up-and-coming band from Arizona called Never Let This Go. And the first song we're going to hear is This Red Line. Never Let This Go here on Revelator.
that has never let this go here on Revelator with the song This Red Line. I'm joined now by David, the singer and also lead guitarist Austin. Gentlemen, how the heck are you, man? Awesome. So good. Good, Excited good. To be on the now, show. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you guys on, man. Um, you know, we, uh, we had a little cross up on the phone earlier and I misunderstood David. He was like, yeah, he's like, we're held up at the bank. And I was like, wait, you guys are held, holding up a bank? And, uh, you, know, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta put me to her somehow, man. Yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, exactly. Um, well, I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, uh, you know, cutting some time out. I know you guys obviously have a lot going on right now. You guys are playing Warp Tour. Um, I believe tomorrow, and then you guys are going on on your own tour as well, uh, which I think is your uh, your your second um, you know big tour really um, that you guys are doing. So you guys uh, kind of nervous, but also excited at the same time for this thing. Yeah, definitely a little nervous. We're excited to see what goes wrong. I guess you could say. <laughs> I'll be honest, man. I, it was it was kind of it was kind of weird hearing you say that we're playing work tomorrow and then going on tour. Like I'm, it's still kind of hitting us. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good, man. Hey, you guys are obviously put it putting in the work, man. Um, now, as far as tour, I mean, I, I've talked with lots of lots of bands from from all all, all uh, walks of life uh, from all over the country. So, uh, you know, typically, if you're worried about what's going to go wrong, you know, things are not going to go as planned. That's just kind of how it goes. You just kind of have to maintain it. So, I'm sure you guys will be fine, man. Um, you know, shit happens, man. You know, so you guys will be fine, man. Don't, don't get too nervous about it. Um, now you got to be excited though to kind of get out there and obviously you know, one play for your fans and also meet new fans too. Um, is that something you guys are, are really excited, obviously, to do? I would assume, and you know, making new fans obviously is the key part of touring. Yeah, that's our favorite part, honestly. Besides, you know, being on stage, we enjoy it. You know, the light show and the sound coming through the speakers. We love every moment of that. But when we step off stage and we get to see everybody who we couldn't really see with all the lights in our faces, um, and you know, meet them and find out who they are and who's watching us. That's uh, definitely an, an awesome addition to the show. No, I, I, I definitely think so, man. And um, I, I think with, uh, especially the way the music industry is now, as opposed to, you know, maybe even 15, 20 years ago, but, um, you know, is getting out there, meeting the fans, you know, and, and just, you know, not, you know, just getting out there and talking with them, you know, and, and kind of relating, um, you know, to, to the audience, I think is really, really key. And that will, you know, obviously, you know, it builds a uh, builds a good rapport, and, and people are going to come out and support you. You know, not only for this time around, but also for future endeavors as well. No, certainly. I mean, like I I personally feel like like there's there's nothing better than than liking a band enough to where like you you can want to go out of your way to talk to them, and then they like reciprocate the interest. Like it's it's really like we've never we've never wanted to be that band that makes the fans feel like we're better than them or like. Like we're on tour, so like we don't have to talk to anybody. Like the the whole reason we're even like going and playing all these new places is so we can show people, you know, what we're about, and just like like getting our songs in the heads of people in states that we've never been in is like it's like outstanding to even think about that. So the fact that this is like actually happening now, and like I mean, just the words "warp tour" are still like kind of like ringing in our heads right now. So like. Uh, Seeing people that we've never met wearing our merch and buying our CDs and stuff is mind blowing. So, well, that also the the networking side of it on the back end too. But you know, guys that you maybe even looked up to musically, they're going to be a warp tour. You get a chance to hang out with and kind of you know maybe bend their ear a little bit and get advice and those type of things. I think that's really important. And I think you guys will find that um, while you're out there, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool people out there that are willing to you know you know 
kind of help you along the way and, you know, give you a little, uh, you know, maybe advice or you know, whatever the case may be. Everyone is pretty cool in, in those scenarios on tour and stuff. So I think you guys are going to be just fine, man. Now, uh, on going on tour, I mean, you guys are young dudes, you know, uh, you guys have any pickup lines or anything for, uh, for the ladies at all while you're on tour or, uh, <laughs> um, definitely don't just say I'm in a band. Um, people don't like that. <laughs> also, don't say get in the van. <laughs> yeah, right. These are hey, all you. things to say. We have do not. We don't really have uh, pickup lines, I guess. Um, maybe sales pickup lines. You know, like yeah. do a parking ticket because I'd like to have your number. <laughs> <laughs> no, Let me see your ID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, we need to take the poetry, like roses are red, violets are blue. Let's go on a date, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Roses are red, violets are blue. Show me your ID and get on the van too. So, you should be designated poet. Hey, man, I uh, it's been a while. I, I used to write a lot, man. I, I don't quite write as much anymore because I'm doing this. But um, man, I, I've got a uh, too much material to, to even sort through, man. Uh, now, Austin. <laughs> um, you joined the band last summer. Uh, was there any hazing or any, um, you know, kind of feeling out period? Did you guys, or did you know uh, the guys in the band uh, when, before you joined? I actually, so I, I mean, the, the answer is no. Like, I, I didn't really know them to the extent that I know them at all. Like, I knew them enough to know that, like, I wanted to, I wanted to play with them on the stage. And, like, I had been in multiple bands, like, in the past, and I actually met David. Like so, David and I actually played in a completely separate band for the for like two shows together, and like we like our two shows together were not even narrow at all. So when joined, I was originally okay. Maybe I'll fill in for a few shows. Like if you guys need a guitarist, I know they had they had recently parted with their other guitarist, and it was a little awkward, it was a little rushed, and I, I'm best decision I've made. It was awesome. So. Very cool, man. Now, uh, they give you a hard time and all. Get how was the your audition? Was it kind of one of those? Hey, come in. You know, here's a couple tracks. Uh, you know, they leave you hanging a little bit, and like kind of make, make you sweat it out before they let you uh, be an official member. You know, man, I didn't really audition. Actually, we sort of just um, I showed up to your practice, and uh, everyone was free on a day. We all just got in this room together, and uh, I was sort of just in the band. Like it was really weird. It was right. Yeah, it was. I mean, like I just um, I really like. I, I I personally connected to the songs and I I instantly got excited to write with them and to to be a part of the stuff that this band was putting out and I just um it was something that I I could see myself doing long term and like it all kind of happened in the day which was really weird to say like we we were just kind of like I listened to the songs I actually before I was in Never Let Us Go I was in a band that opened for Never Let Us Go and it was a really weird like just sequence of events where like it was kind of awkward didn't really notice new people I was everyone else was like 20s and I was 17 and I was kind of like the kid in high school you know so but David and the guys like you know open arms welcome me in Creed style and uh, uh it was it was a really <laughs> cool experience and I'm just I'm glad that it happened <laughs> The fact that you said Creed style makes me laugh. Because they were, you know, yeah. uh, with arms um, bottles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was actually dark that day. Yeah, it was oh, fantastic, man. Uh, uh, I, uh, kind of a break from the interview, but you since you brought up Creed, I got to tell you this story. Uh, you know, uh, I, I I did FM radio for years, and that song was popular at the time. The station I was working at, and I hated playing it, and we played the hell out of it. And it sucked, and um, and uh. And uh, I was always felt like every time that song was on, I should have been running to a field towards somebody, 
you know, <laughs> you know, and like it just never got there. You know, like I never there was no one at the other end. Like with arms were wide open and there was no one there. Like I just ran into a tree or a stop sign or something. Like it was just you know, That's and so Scott Stapp. Yeah, I know. Like I feel like I should just like like you know headlock takedown on Scott Stapp. You know, but um, <laughs> uh, you know the, the band name never let this go. Um, where did you guys come up with the name? It's pretty. I, I think it's a cool name. It's interesting. Uh, a little bit different than some of the other band names out there with the younger bands. Um, do you remember how you came up with the name? And do you recall any of the band names you did not select? I do not remember any band names we didn't select. Um, I do remember everyone hated it um, because everybody's like, there's too many words. I don't know what it means. David, that's a stupid idea. They still say that on a regular basis, but now we're not going to band anymore. David just has stupid ideas on a basis. Yeah, but that was one good idea I had. Um, and for us, it kind of evolved into um, holding the things that you um, value and that you're passionate about and, uh, you know, never letting them go. You know, you, you hold on to something, you fight for it, you do whatever you need to do. Um, will that be music? Not for everyone. Maybe some people aren't as passionate about music, but for us, it's definitely music. For people who, like, don't really know our, our band or, or listen to it, um, there's that that's a question that's super easily answered just listening to our lyrics because, especially this last EP, the one that, themed on called Remember, um, that EP is, is actually very much so themed on, on the, just the idea that like, like it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a very true and very valuable cliche that like, you know, never let go of your dreams, but like, it's, it's a really overlooked thing, you know, especially these days, like, you know, uh, we, we, you know, we have a lot of friends and a lot of fans who, you know, find inspiration in our, in our lyrics. And, um, and the band name just kind of holds value still to this day, which is nice. Well, I think that, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head there, man, as far as, you know, striving and dreaming for whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to, you know, uh, you know, work with kids, you know, you do the best you can at it, you know, whatever your, whatever it is, whether it's music, uh, entertainment, acting, you know, the list goes on there of all the things, you know, someone can choose to do in life. And if you're going to do that and dream for it and strive for it, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that stand in your way. And it's just a matter of, are you willing and, uh, to, you know, to fight and claw and scratch to get it. Uh, and I think you guys' mindset is in the right place as far as, you know, interacting, you know, getting out there and, and you know, getting out there and rolling the dirt and, and going on tour, I think, is the biggest uh, challenge for you guys. And I'm excited, man. I think you guys are actually going to be in Nashville, man. So uh, I may have to stop out and uh, check you guys out in Nashville, I believe, on the uh, 29th, man. Uh, hey, thanks, man. Uh, Nashville's going to be a heck of a show. We already know it right now. So don't miss it. <laughs> Yeah, dude, Nashville's going to be a good time. And you know, I, I've been to Rocket Town a couple times, man. It's, it's a pretty cool venue, man. So I think you guys will have fun there. And dude, Nashville's cool, man. If you guys get a chance to hang out, Nashville's a good town. And if you get some time, you know, we'll, we'll have to I'll give you a buzz. I'll show you around town, man. It's a good, it's a, it's a cool city, man. Um, well, so we're uh, talking well, about Nashville. Um, you yeah, know, we have a, we have a show set up there. Um, it was actually kind of random. We've been kind of pulling this together ourselves i actually booked it um myself we thought we'd get an agent but we didn't and um we're playing at um rocket town yeah i don't know if you've heard of that venue yeah no uh the first show i ever saw rocket town when i first moved moved to nashville was uh cancer bats and every time i die that was the first show i saw at uh at rocket town holy cow that's an awesome show 
<laughs> yeah, it was a fan- it was a fantastic show, man. Um, I think actually, yeah, I think Norma Jean Norma Jean was also on that bill too. So it was uh, it was it was hot, sweaty, and uh, really heavy and loud. It was fantastic, man. Yeah, that sounds like a perfect show. Um, it's not a show if you don't sweat. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially a show like that. If you uh, if you don't uh, you know, get your uh, your t shirt torn up a little bit, and uh, you maybe get a bloody nose or something like that. But you know, that's all in good fun. Um, well, hey man, uh, I appreciate you guys cutting some time out. Um, you know, I know the uh, the the song uh, "This Red Line," which we heard earlier on, is also up for free download. Um, if people want to find out more about you guys, uh, want how to get the free download, find out more, you know, whether or not they're coming to your town or not, how can they do so? Um, they can type in neverlitthisgo.com, and that will take them to our Facebook page, actually, or on our Twitter, which is at uh, NLTGAZ, and that both will have all of our our um, tour info and our music. So, Awesome. Well, hey, uh, David, uh, Austin, it's been a pleasure. Now, uh, we close out with a song, which I, I, I we talked earlier. I really like the title of the song, End Tables and One Night Stands. Um, talk to me about, uh, you know, the the ty- the naming of this track. Yeah, you know, when we came up with the name, we were just thinking of, um, we kind of wanted to be creative and unique, but we also wanted to be a little funny, and we enjoy puns. So, you know, and- David is the master of dumb puns, and everyone will learn about him within five minutes of knowing him. Yeah, if, if you want to see a good pun, you go to our Facebook page. Um, I think it's our last post. But, um, yeah, you know, we just thought um, it, it, the, the song is actually about kind of brief um, touches of, well, not brief touches, uh, kind of like brief instances of feeling, you know, passionate or, you know, even in love where you meet somebody at a show and, and you maybe never see them again. But for that moment, you know, you kind of connect with somebody. So we thought, you know, we want to make it meaningful, but at the same time, we are like, let's make it goofy. So we decided to make a pun. We're pop up, we have to be goofy. <laughs> but it's cool man it's a good track i think people are gonna enjoy it uh the guitar work vocals are, are great on it uh best of luck to you guys and i'm sure i'll probably uh, i'll see you guys here in nashville in a couple of weeks man so uh, best of luck at warp tour uh good luck to you guys and definitely keep me in the loop man when you guys uh ever uh you know need any promo or a new album or anything going on you know definitely keep us in mind man yeah we'll definitely let you know and uh look forward to seeing you in nashville awesome man. david austin thanks a lot this is Never let this go with the song End Tables and One Night Stands here on Revelator.
Never let this go here on Revelator. That is end tables and one night stands. <laughs> Good stuff. For more information about uh, Never Let This Go, definitely head on over to omnes.tv. Again, that's omnes.tv. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes as well. Follow the links on the website. Uh, really good, good kids, man. Um, you know, the, the title, End Tables and One Night Stands, kind of makes me chuckle a little bit because it's, it's ironic. But, uh, uh, I don't know how many, uh, one night stands you've had, Mike. I don't know if, if you have any that you can re- relate to there, uh, or care to share. Uh, that's up to you. Uh, but, uh, one thing the rule is you don't put stuff on the end table if you're doing a one night stand. You keep stuff in your pocket, you know? You keep the stuff in your pockets, okay? So that's a tip to all the youngsters out there. If you're going to do the do the bar scene one night stands, you don't you don't take stuff out of your pockets and put it on the end tables. That's for now. That's for uh, relationship and marriage shit. You know, that's where you know I'm I'm staying here. You know, uh, the uh, the one night stand stuff. You, you keep your shit in your pockets. You keep your wallet in your back pocket. You keep your keys, and I guess nowadays you keep your cell phone there on you too. You know, um, yeah. So you don't you don't mess around with that, man. You don't you don't take stuff out of your pockets if you don't need to. You know, this is a rubber. Then you better definitely get that out and get it on. You know what I mean? But uh, so end tables, one night stands. Uh, there you go. It's amazing how stupid title will bring out a weird story in me. But uh, we keep the the show rolling here. This is a, a kick ass band from Houston, Texas. I was talking about the lead off, um, Downfall 2012. This is the song Heckler here on Revelator. <laughs> Just 
Downfall 2012 here on Revelator. That is Heckler. And if that song doesn't get you going, I don't know what will. I'll tell you what. I'm joined now by Dan from the band Downfall 2012. Based out of Houston, Texas. Man, what's going on, dude? Howdy. <laughs> Not much, man. <laughs> uh, just just rocking out with you guys. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate you cutting some time out. I know you guys are uh, are busy working on some new material. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. I want to talk about the track we just heard, Heckler, which I believe is also a free download on your guys' Facebook page. Is that right? That is correct. You can get it there at downfall2012.com. Awesome. So uh, people who are hearing you for the first time, I recommend go download that track and uh, pick up the other uh, uh, CDs, uh, and e- well, EPs uh, as well. Really, really solid stuff. And we'll, we'll hear some more um, you know, a little bit later in the show. But, um, man, you guys have been known for the live performances, which I think is really key for any band. Um, it's always, I think it's always refreshing. You know, you hear a band on CD and you go, man, these guys are really good. Then you go see them live and you go, oh, shit, these guys are kick-ass. Uh, and that's kind of been the um, the aura with you guys. You guys won Best Live Performance from Music Buzz, uh, the Music Buzz Awards in Houston, Texas. Um, now, y- uh, Yvonne, who you guys work with, we've worked with her quite a bit, um, has talked about your unconventional percussion instruments. Uh, what can you tell me a little <laughs> bit about that, man? Oh, it's the, the buckets of fun, man. Um, basically, in the very early days of this incarnation of Downfall 2012, our bass player, Boo, was just joking around and said, man, I should go get a whole bunch of Home Depot buckets and we should we should tie them all together and turn it into a drum kit. And I was like, man, have a thing ready on Saturday. And literally the guy had it ready over the weekend. We've done it every single show we've ever played. Um, we've built instruments with uh, giant oil drums and, and household items and, of course, buckets and barrels, pots and pans. We got a didgeridoo that we drag out. All kinds of stuff, man. I mean, there's no doubt that the live show right now in music more than ever is is the most important component to a band. No, I, I, I 100% agree, man. Now, you said didgeridoo. The only time I've ever been to a show where a didgeridoo was played is this old Violent Femme show uh, forever ago. And I think I ended up getting kicked out because the people were, uh, okay, I ended up getting kicked out because I got way too drunk. But um, they, were still <laughs> play, they still played a didgeridoo uh, at the show. Um, I, I, I don't have to make a trip to Houston, man. Um now, uh, I, I got to ask you, with all these different, you know, drums and barrels and all these different things, uh, have has anyone from the band sustained any injuries during the live show? Oh, of course. I mean, it, it, I think it's inevitable with any band that is active in general. But, yeah, you put a whole bunch of giant, uh, non-conventional, ridiculous, bulky instruments on stage in addition to your standard setup and you're banging around up there of course man we've had things fall apart break we've had what's crazy is like the plastic on a bucket can like really cut you to pieces man so if you're playing it and the thing cracks and you're not paying attention you can get your hand stuck in it and we there was one time where our bass player i uh boo he's, he's like an animal if you watch the guy but he literally cut his cut his wrist pretty tremendously on a bucket that he had just got done playing on because he wasn't paying close enough attention and he kept playing, but it was pretty gruesome. Oh, man, just blood everywhere all over the buckets and yeah. everything. And- yeah, but he's one of those guys, man. It's like you know, when he gets hurt, he's just like, look at this, and he's cracking up laughing. You know? like- <laughs> right. <laughs> well, he also won uh, Best Bass Player uh, as well at the uh, Music Buzz Awards in Houston. Is that right? He did, and, and that was a long time coming. The guy literally, I mean, in my opinion and the opinion of most of the people that follow us, is just a tremendously amazing, unique bass player. Uh plays the heck out of his bass and and a really humble guy at that uh for many years he had been nominated some years he it it was almost like he was intentionally forgotten about but last year he took it and we're all real excited about it 
Awesome, man. Well, I mean, obviously winning these type of awards, you know, in 2013, you know, best best band, best live performance, best bass player. So obviously some recognition is, you know, that's got to be good. You know, obviously you guys are putting the work in, you know, some recognition be, give, be giving it out as well. Now, um, is that something you obviously you guys want to expand on and kind of take it to a bigger, bigger level when you guys start touring and stuff? Of course. I mean... We've toured a lot. Uh, the, the history of this band, we spent the majority of 2011 and a large portion of 2012 on the road. In the last year and a half, we haven't really been able to do it quite as much because we're focusing on creating and we're trying to build some regional stuff. Um, we call them starvation tours. You know, you just go out for two or three months virtually aimlessly and play anywhere you can. And you make a lot of friends and it's really cool. But yeah, on a larger scale, absolutely. And that's what we're working on right now, trying to... Um, implement all of that merit into something that we can take on the road and for for uh, more well-planned sort of routes uh, perhaps teaming up with some of the more established bands that we're friends with very cool and now uh the two eps uh every man for himself issue one and issue two now the songs we're going to hear on the show are actually from issue two now um you guys are working on issue three uh to be released you know sometime for this summer sometime in this fall um what has the process been like from issue one two and then now three where um you know musically where you guys are are trending um listening to issues two uh, I could see the, the transformation musically. You guys have a lot of layers, man. Um, initially, I kind of a little bit of system of a down in there, I think. Um, sure. And and uh, also, you know, vocally, I thought you guys kind of had like a Wayne Static. Uh, I hate to like pigeonhole, but you know, you always try to draw, you know, your influence and stuff. At least for me, you know, I I, I don't know if you're familiar with the band Mushroom Head. Um, yeah. But you guys yeah, yeah. kind of have that type of uh, vocal dichotomy in, in your uh, in your songs, you know. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we're we're a three-part lead lead vocal band. I mean, we're a three-piece band, but everybody sings lead to a certain degree, and all three of us have very specifically different vocal styles. Um, I write, I compose all the vocal, all the vocals to all the songs, or at least currently, and so and and for the general lifetime of the Downfall 2012 band. Um, but I write in regards to what myself boo and casey can do vocally casey is a very traditionally trained vocalist all those real pretty smooth silky sounding it's kind of a weird way to describe it but the but the more traditionally um accomplished vocal pieces that you hear in our records uh, often in the choruses or the background vocal oohs and ahs are going to be casey whereas boo is the exact opposite guy screaming his head off it just sounds so brutal and i fall somewhere in the middle of that yeah, but like I said, uh, the vocals, I, I really enjoyed it, man. And, uh, I, there's not a lot of bands that do that. There really aren't, you know, usually there's just one guy who's, you know, the predominant, you know, predominant singer. And then, you know, maybe you have some harmonies here and there, but you guys have a lot of layers of the music and listening to, to, uh, issues too. You know, I got in, you know, the, the song transform, which we'll hear in a moment. Um, man, I was like, man, I was like this, you know, a lot of, a lot of changes, uh, not, I, I was impressed, man. I don't know what else to really say there. I was really impressed. You guys obviously have your own style and also a three piece. You don't see a lot of three pieces playing your style of music either. Is that something you guys wanted to kind of hold true as, as a three piece? Absolutely. It's funny because uh, the, the original lineup of downfall 2012 was, you know, preceded this lineup and eight years ago and it was for a decade prior it was a four piece and a five piece at times that we started as a, this band started as a four piece and within about six months went down to a three piece and we're in the search on the search for somebody else for a while until we teamed up with our 
our current producer, Jim Finley, and he was like, don't ever add another person ever. He's like, you guys just got it. You got it the way you got it. And stick to being a three-piece. It's, it's definitely a niche in, to a certain degree. And we uh, we work really well together on an interpersonal and artistic level. Very nice, man. Now, uh, with your musical influence, I, you know, I, I, I spit out some bands, but I want to hear your take on your personal musical influences, even early on in life and also even currently. I mean, early on in life, my, my musical influences are, are relatively what you would expect. I mean, I, I'd say like Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Pantera. I mean, that's like the staple metal rock kid growing up. Um, but as I progressed into other styles, I, I drew myself towards a lot of rap music, which is really kind of probably taboo to say at certain, at certain times in this, in this scene and in this genre that we play. But, uh, regardless, I'm a, I'm a giant fan of, of all types of music now, but there was a long period of time where vocal driven music like rap music or even, even some of the, uh, some of the indie weird whacked out pop stuff was, was kind of my focus. And, um, it was good. I mean, it helped me broaden my horizons. I'm still a gigantic metal fan, and I still jam all the stuff I used to listen to and a lot of the, the newer metal bands that are out there. But um, but it's, I think it's important to diversify. You can pull a lot from from every different genre that's out there if you just open yourself up to it. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I'm a huge metal fan too. And you know, sometimes you know, th- there's just some days where I'm like, I want to play as much thrash and, and metal as I can. And there's other days where I'm like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to jam some Tom Waits today, or I'm going to listen to uh, Hendrix, or you know, what I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's so much out there, um, and just you know, different songwriting styles too with, with a lot of these guys like Tom Waits and stuff. You know, where you know, a lot of people may not even be familiar with him, and this guy's been around you know, for 40 plus years, you know, that guy, that guy's crazy, man. His stuff is nuts. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. Like, and it's interesting to see the transformation from, you look at the album closing time way, way, way early on to where he is now where he's, you know, I mean, just all, he's all over the map and he's got into acting and all kinds of stuff too. But, um, I, I it was interesting cause I, you kind of stole my, my question a little bit. I was going to say, what is something you were listening to that people wouldn't expect that you would be listening to? And you mentioned, you know, some of the pop stuff and some of the hip hop. What is some of the, uh, artists, uh, that you, you kind of uh, will you know kind of peek in on and listen to a little bit. I mean the artists that you may not expect from your standard rap guy. Although I think these days it's different. I think everyone kind of listens to a variety. But I'm a big fan of Aesop Rock. He's a he's a rapper. Like we call it kind of a backpack rapper. I don't know if that's derogatory or whatnot. But uh, one of those kind of poetic rap guys. Also like Tech Nine a little more in the realm of what mainstream yeah. rap sounds like. But of course he's a he's a um, independent guy um there's a guy macklemore i mean everybody loves him but i i really like him and i really like his story too so that's three artists right there but i mean i i jam like nine inch nails his entire body of work is i'm a giant nine inch nails fan trent reznor is just amazing to me and um as far as any other non-unconventional um stuff like come to a downfall 2012 show because we cover about 60 or 70 different pop songs you would never expect to hear a metal band play depending on how long our set is so right on. do you guys do the humpty dance from digital underground man is that in yeah, the list we'll do it for you <laughs> awesome yeah that's that, that, that'd be a good one man i'd like to hear that man <laughs> well uh dan um i know you know uh you guys are obviously going to plan on some doing some more touring, um, but again, you know, issues three, um, every man for himself. Issue three is is set to come out, and you guys are working on on that process. Um, what is that process like? And do you guys have a a time frame for yourselves to get this out? 
As much as I wish we did have a time frame, it really kind of it, it just keeps getting pushed back. I mean, and kind of going with all that merit that we talked about before the awards that we got, we ended up getting a lot of a lot of doors open for us, a lot of opportunities that we we had to jump to, and, and it inevitably pushed back some of the other projects we work on. One being uh, issue three. So we really wanted it to be summer. Uh, I think that if we really absolutely had to put it out in summer, we could, but we're looking at probably fall at this point. Um, at best. But uh, the process is, is a little crazy. I mean, in, in the past, issue one, we recorded almost exclusively in, in um, one studio in Houston. Oh, I'm sorry, two studios in Houston, and then mixed and mastered in, in one of those studios. Um, issue two, we recorded in three different or four different studios, three in Houston and one in L.A. And then issue three, we're actually recording a lot of it in our personal studio and then sending it to L.A., um, followed by some trips to L.A. to finish up the rec- some of the vocal pieces and things. So it's just it's a very odd process, but it's fun. It's 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 just uh, it's easy to kind of get get into a mode where you're just taking your time. And, and I think that's good because you're going to have a great product. But, you know, time flies. We need to get the thing out. So we're really trying to get it done. Right on, man. Well, uh, hey, w- when it comes out, man, definitely keep us in the loop. We'd definitely like to have you come back on and, and jam some of the new tracks. Um, and I ask every band this, and uh, I'll ask you this as well. Uh, the name Downfall 2012, uh, how did you guys come up with the name, and do you recall any names that you didn't select? <laughs> uh, the name Downfall 2012 came in 1997 when I was a kid obsessed with with the end of the world, all the different doomsdays, just I, there were so many different projected end of the worlds, and the 2012 was always the end of the world as you know it, or as we know it, and and I was drawn to that as a kid because it kind of presented this idea that there would actually still be some kind of aftermath, uh, a chance of maybe almost survival, um, and that obsession just carried into wanting to to write music initially about it, which I did. And then over time, we just held on to the name. Um, when the band fell apart 10 years later, uh, it literally was the end of my world. No kidding. I mean, uh, I spent 10 years relentlessly working my entire uh, my entire high school into college experience and beyond, just growing up, being in a band and, and, and a popular band. We were popular here in Houston. Um, and... And then when the band was reborn, it was kind of like, you know, uh, like day one, it started over. And and the band and the band uh, Boo and Casey wanted to hold on to the name, just like I did. And we and we've done so so far. As far as other names, I don't, I don't man, I can't recall it, dude. I mean, like we were down, they were downfall when I joined. They became downfall twenty twelve. We're just a bunch of kids, and we've held on to it ever since. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I, I dig it, man. What you guys are doing? Keep keep uh, you know. Hitting the pavement, man. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing some new music from you guys. Now, uh, a song that we actually talked about, it was funny because uh, I asked you if we could play the song Transform, which we're going to hear in a moment, and you guys were like, man, that's one of our favorite songs, so it kind of worked out. Um, what uh, what would you like to say about the song Transform before we uh, close out here, man? Transform- Transformed is is really unique. I mean, when we did the Every Man for Himself um, body of work, we wrote all three parts all at the same time. The whole thing has been has been written. Um, Transform was the very last song that we wrote and we literally wrote it in like a day and a half and it's probably the darkest weirdest song that we have in that body of work and it's our favorite song, all three of us. Well, it's, it's one of my favorites too. Um, but, uh, hey man, well cool, uh, 
What's jamming out, man? Why, Dan, I appreciate your time and uh, best luck to you guys. And uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll cross paths again to get you guys back on the show. And uh, best luck to you, man. Hey, thanks a lot, Ryan. Hey, brother, take care, man. This is Downfall 2012 Transformed here on Revelator. <laughs>
Downfall 2012 here on Revelator. That's a double shot right there, man. Uh, Gone for now and Transform we heard before that. And uh, it was kind of interesting. I picked that song, and then the guys were like, that's one of our favorite tracks, actually, to play and to play live and really off the EP, too. I hopefully enjoyed it as much as I did uh, listening to it while writing the interview. Uh, Really, really cool cats. Downfall 2012, never let this go. Uh, Hopefully enjoy the guests tonight. Uh, Mike, uh, it's always a pleasure working with you, my man. And uh, hey, you know what? Uh, everyone out there listening, all the the guests, uh, we, we appreciate it. You know, all the support. We're gonna, you know, keep on keeping on. You know, hey, it seems harder to enjoy the finer things in life. Until next time, do so, everybody. This was episode sixty five, Scott Stapp's Headlock Takedown. For show notes or links to topics discussed on this episode of Revelator, or to experience previous episodes, head on over to omnes.tv. That's O M N E S dot TV, and click on Revelator. Thanks for listening. <laughs>